what up, Hurley? That's the new Players theme song. The Players wow, Championship. I, I did not know that, that was, they even had a theme song. They just got it this year. But that was intense. Do you think they? that's what makes it a major, once you get the own, the theme music? Well, how many majors actually have their own theme music besides the Augusta National? The U.S. Open's got something catchy from Fox now. Uh, yeah, that is true. So maybe it is a, a major now. Because they, they don't have John Deere classic music, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> can't, <laughs> It'd be can't some, wait Toby for that. some Toby Keith. It'd be Nickelback from the Mississippi Valley <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, huge week in golf, man. Just a lot of fun. It lived up to the expectation. Um, we're actually not going to jump full into the players' preview on this uh, on this episode, but we might talk about it a little bit near the end. Yeah, I might just give it a, a little tease yeah, for our next a little, episode. A sweet teaser. Yeah, it's going to so, be a good one. Arnold Palmer Invitational. First off, I love this event. I think it's probably my favorite tour stop that's just a regular tournament. It's a it's a good one. I think it's not as important to guys now that Arnie's not there. Yeah. So I feel like the further we get removed from from that, the less bigger name guys will play. But yeah, it's I mean it's a, always got a solid field. The the golf course produces um, fun finishes usually. Mm-hmm. I and, love, I love that golf course. And Tiger's gonna win it five more times. I really he think plays. he will, especially the way that things ended up turning out on the weekend. The door would have just been wide open for Tiger. Yeah, it really would have been. It was a disappointment to not. We didn't get our emergency podcast in uh, no. this week, but but yeah, it was a real disappointment to not see him play yep so if you didn't know tiger pulls out with a strained neck like some sounded like just a kink in his neck and people i know tiger hasn't always been honest about his injuries but i really think he probably just slept wrong and wasn't trying to push it before the players especially being last year he said he played too much golf and this is a tough stretch starting the season yeah i think i think it was one of those things that he just Felt like he wasn't really there with his game. Might have needed another week of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he he can't just be like, yeah, I don't really feel like playing this week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you can't really say that. Um, so, I think he might still. I'm sure he still collected some sort of check. Uh, so he's probably doing okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's probably fine. doing okay. So, Francesco Marinari goes lights out on Sunday, 64. Oh, my God. Eight under, has a perfect day, and ends up stealing the tournament, honestly. Yeah, what, I mean, I the funniest part to me was, I don't know if you saw this on the broadcast, but uh, Paul Azinger saying that, uh, this is one of the biggest moments of his life. <laughs> yeah. I get I where he was you, coming from, but he messed I, up bad. I don't know if you remember uh, last year he won this tournament called the Open Championship. <laughs> uh, and I don't quote me on this, 
but I think he might be the only Italian to win. Oh the, yeah, he definitely championship. Is. So that's a big deal for him and his entire country. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, what a killer, man. Yep, and uh, I really think that. And if you watched anything over the weekend, the course started biting back. It was not easy. It played pretty pretty fairly Thursday and Friday. But Saturday, Sunday, with that long rough and the greens firming up with the wind, I mean, guys were just having trouble breaking par. They were having trouble going low as they did Thursday and Friday. Right, So, which made 64 even that much more impressive. Yeah, so just to give you an idea of what Francesco did, strokes gained on Sunday putting. He made a million feet of putts on Sunday. I mean, he made everything. He took the press conference after and said it was literally the best day of putting he's ever had. And it's ironic coming off a week where you and I talked about how if any of these guys has a career day, it's over. Right. Especially when you strike the ball like Molinari does. I mean, just pure playing with a brand new set, a full new set. Yeah, dude just doesn't miss fairways either. It's easy when you're you're just striping it down the middle. Mm -hmm. And then making anything on the green. Uh, I don't know if you saw his putt on 18. Um, A little free advertising for the podcast. Yes, I loved it. That's yeah. the first one well, we've gotten this year. The first game winner with the flag in. There it is, baby. <laughs> yeah. the, AP, the API. You Not love to, to mention, see it. 43 feet. A bomb with the pin A in. A bomb with the pin in. Absolutely. I think that means Francesco Molinari has to be the uh, new face of our podcast. I like that. I So... I'll be honest, whenever it happened in the open, happened this week, but that's because obviously I wanted Rory to pull it off. So I think any winner other than Rory would have pissed me off. So I always get a little mad when Molinari steals one like this. He stole the open the same way. But then I think about it after, and I actually love the guy. They just don't show him playing golf. I don't get to watch his rounds. Right. And that's just kind of what he does. You're, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. I forgot. Exactly. He's like number three in the world. I forgot. Sunday, and then he now. just goes around and, right, and stripes it all day and makes a, a thousand feet of putts. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. He's, won four, he's won four times this, in the last year. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what, what the fuck just happened? And he's also another guy who's been kind of hidden on the Euro Tour. He's won six times there. Um, just started playing a lot the last couple of years on the PGA Tour. I wouldn't even call it a lot. but um, a, lot, I, a lot more. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. I watched all of the broadcasts. Sunday I was stuck at a dance competition, so I had the iPad out and I was just chilling. But, Reminder. I mean, you can. I think you can quote me on this. They didn't show him until on 16. They didn't really show him as a contender. I mean, they would show his shots when no one else was doing anything. But they didn't really focus on him as someone who could win the tournament. 
until he hit his second shot on 16, which was a beauty. Until he was until he was winning the tournament. Yeah, I mean the dagger was the 16th, and that's when they first showed him. So we we miss the best round possibly a lot of the best round of golf that we're going to see on the PGA Tour this year. I mean that'll be top 10 if not top. Oh five. yeah. Especially to come back from five shots down, makes eight birdies, no mistakes, just flawless. Absolutely. Definitely the best round. Definitely the best round of the year, I think. Oh, by far. And I, th- I mean, he has a perfect day on the greens, but there were only a few golfers out there that were offered sixty-four from Bay Hill, and that's because the course was growing some teeth. The rough's been long all week, and it's Sunday. So you almost had to be in Molinari's position where you're four shot, five shots back, and you're going to have to chase someone down with nothing to lose. But not only did you have to be in that position, you had to be a guy who finds the fairway and is going to put it on the green and give himself looks at birdie. Right, it just kind of seemed like it was... Uh, de- you're definitely right because he was one of the guys that just kind of had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. It was like I could, you know, I, I could go out there and attack. I'm not, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick's playing defensive. You know, Rory's playing a little defensive. It's like don't don't lose this. Yeah, but he doesn't and have that kind of pressure. You know, I think the everyday golf fan misses that. First off, I think the everyday golf fan underestimates how good Bay Hill is. And just doesn't get that Molinari can take shots at pins that McElroy and Fitzpatrick and anybody above Molinari, honestly, just couldn't on that Sunday when scores weren't that low and nobody was really posting. Right. From what I see, I think um, Keith Mitchell shot 66, but nobody else shot under 68. Yep. And Mitchell's 66 also came from pretty far back. Yeah. And the guy hits the ball a mile. And he's one of the hottest players in the world right now. I do yeah. have to say I was very disappointed with uh my boy Charles Hall the third this week. Mm-hmm. He was looking he was looking solid. Uh it was like back nine on Saturday. He just started yep. to get a little squirrely. And uh, oh it it was just hard to watch. He was moving too. Yeah. This week was actually a really great example of showing, one, that the courses change on the weekend. There's tougher pins, and the greens are getting faster. Guys are starting to see how the leaders are going to, where the number's kind of going to be. But also, when the rough's long, these players have trouble out there. And, I mean, there's just no way around it. You saw it when USA just got hammered at the Ryder Cup. And this is the first week of the year the rough's actually just been long enough that you're thinking about it on the tee. Hello, Ryan. Oh, dude, you you cut out, like, really I wondered if I was lagging. I didn't know if you were done yet. <laughs> yep, I am. I'll I'll cut that part out. 
Okay. Okay. But yeah, so so let's. You've been talking a lot about a lot about Bay Hill. Um, I mm-hmm. just want to touch on a couple of things. Um, overall, I think the golf course is pretty solid. Uh, but I just want to talk about how dumb of a hole that par five sixth hole is, where you hit it like a- around the water. You know. Oh yep, really bad uh, hole. That hole is so dumb. I I, uh, yeah, I just think ahead. it's really stupid. The fact that you have to hit it at like a ninety degree angle over the water, and you can hit it to, you can hit it th- the ball three hundred yards, and you can have, um, like two fifty in, or you can hit the ball three hundred yards and have like one eighty in. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, you see it on the 18th hole where the water is a fun factor. But So it's one thing to have it as a par 4 lined with water. Then it's another thing to have it as a par 5 where you're just changing the hole for so many guys. Right. And then not only that, but I don't even... I don't like the shot into the green. I don't think there's any benefit to going after that green. Especially where they were placing the pin. They had the pin, I think, front left on Saturday. I might be wrong. One of the days is front left. And it was just stupid to try and fly in there with anything other than a wedge. Right. But yes, that I agree. That's a bad hole. Just, just everything about it is is gross. I just had to bring that up. That's because absolutely. I think for the most part, it's not like this. Okay, Keith Mitchell hit it two hundred and eighty-four yards on that hole and had two hundred and twenty-eight yards in. Yeah. And uh, Sung Kang, the guy who played in his group I th- or no he yep. he fit right behind him hit it 310 mm-hmm. 300 on the dot and it was 35 yards behind him yeah yeah that sucks i mean it makes for an interesting tee shot that's for sure but i agree it's not going down as one of my best holes in any sense well, let's, an, another guy I wanted to touch on is uh, another good finish from Tommy Fleetwood. Mm-hmm. And, you um, know, I'm not going to say I called it, but I did kind of tease this a couple weeks ago. You might have said something about him, him starting to round into form. He plays well in the Florida swing. However, can he do it in a major? I've because been he has not, thinking about this. Go ahead. He has not really proven that he can't. I mean, he had um, the good finish at the op- or the U.S. Open. Um, that everybody knew wasn't going to win him anything. I mean, the, right. he was just catching the leaders through the last holes, 16, 17, 18. Right. Exactly. He was in a Molinari situation today, just a yep. little bit too far behind. And uh, I, I... Which, like think... we talked about earlier, nope, there's not a lot of pressure in that. No. Not as much. Nope. I definitely think that Fleetwood is a player to watch. But right now, he's really not showing me anything. 
that says he can hold on in a major. Like, he's just not steady enough yet. It's there. Right. He doesn't drive it off the planet. Um, he putts really well. It's almost just like he's rough around the edges. And what gets him in these low rounds and in situations where, like this week, he got hot with the putter. The putter is his best weapon, but he's not always on with it. So I think that's why I can't count him in on anything yet. Right. Because he just, I mean, he's one of those guys that just hits it way too well to not win a major at some point mm-hmm. in time. Like, he's got to, but I just, I'm just curious to see if he, like, another one of the European guys, like uh, Alex Norin. Like, those are those are two guys that are, you know, I really want to see, do they have the, the stones to get it done in a major? Because not everybody does. No, and that's right. Um, yeah, Alex Norin is... The fact that he hasn't won more on the PGA Tour is strange and not strange at the same time. I mean, there's you can just run down the list of great ball strikers that don't get it done right. for whatever reason. But I definitely think Tommy Fleetwood in majors has shown that he's, I think his first major win, if any, I definitely think he wins one, but I think it'll come from behind. He's never shown me anything to say that I think he's not going to lose a lead. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I mean, speaking of leads, and I want to remind everybody, he didn't have it this weekend. It was tied for it. But Rory fails to close for the eighth time while playing in the final group. I want to hear your thoughts. Is that That's the actual stat for the yeah. eighth time. Is 0 for 8 the last 8 tries in the final group. That's not just with the lead, but anywhere in the final group. In the final... See, that's... It's misleading, the way that they... Yep. But that that really... um, For some reason, it it just seems like Rory's always been one of those guys, kind of like... Kind of like how Tiger is, where he... Like, if he's going to... Um, he's going to run away with golf tournaments. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I definitely think that he would. I mean, every one of these last eight that he's failed to at least take back the lead and close or close with the lead that he had, I have 100% thought there's no way Rory doesn't finish this today. Right. And it's it's hard to say because, um, like we've seen him do it before in the past, so many times where he'll he'll you know be like five six shots ahead, and no, just nobody can catch him. So then then it's finally shoots even par in the final round, and he just coasts his way to you know to to win. But um, it we really I feel like he needs to just just run away with the golf tournament to get his confidence back. But it's so damn hard to win golf tournaments nowadays. And it always seems like he lacks, like, that little bit of kind of like a killer's mentality in final rounds, at least as of late. You know, where he's, like, he's really got an opportunity uh, to close. um, And, like, he ends up shooting even uh, on Sunday and, and ends up four shots back, you know, 
68 would have been a damn good round to tie the lead. But it was definitely out there, especially for a guy that was that's been playing as well as Rory has been, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think you touched on it perfectly with how difficult it is nowadays to win. The average winning Sunday score this year is four and a half strokes. So let's say it's five. That's a lot different of a trend than what we've seen where two or three under is a perfect Sunday round where you're staying on the lead and making sure that nobody comes up and gets you. So that's in play. But then also, I think you hit it more on the head with that Rory lately, the last, I'd say the last two years, so 24 months, he just hasn't had that in him to where he's, not that he wants to win so badly, but that he wants to win so bad, he's not going to let anybody beat him. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the X factor. It's what we see in these guys that just won't lose. Um, You've seen it a lot with DJ lately. DJ has suffered failure on the largest state. I mean, he's failed in majors. He's lost, he lost that huge lead. Um early in the year last year and so players like dj who have suffered that eventually kick in and say i'll survive no matter what but it's only about winning and that's actually why i feel really good about rory mcelroy moving forward i think he's playing the best golf of anybody in the world i mean let's not overlook the fact that he's five for six on top tens t6 in this week this week at the Arnold Palmer otherwise it would have been five straight top fives I mean that's just impressive yeah that's good I mean that's really good golf and the fact that I do want to bring a couple other things up when you're as good as Rory is that you can compete with I would say he can compete with his C-level stuff mm-hmm. you're going to finish to where it looks like he should have won, when really, he just didn't have his best stuff. It wasn't his day. He came in with C-level golf. And to compete on the PGA Tour within the top five in a field, I don't care what tournament it is, with your C, B, anything less than your A-plus stuff, is a testament to how great of a golfer you actually are. Right. But I pulled up some stats for you, Hurley. I think you'll like yeah, this. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, I looked at three career paths just to see, you know, is Rory finishing runner-up, third, top five, top ten, abnormally, like, an abnormal amount of times for someone as good as he is. Okay. So, first I looked at Arnold Palmer, definitely one of the greats, 62 wins throughout his career. Rory is at 19. This is just on the PGA Tour. It's not counting international. He was tied for second 38 times. So that's 38 times he was... I'd say at least half of those he had to have been within reach of the lead and just didn't get it done. Top three, 27 more times, or tied for third. And 245 top tens. You go to Jack Nicklaus, 73 PGA Tour wins, 
58 T2, 34 T3, 286 top tens. Aren't so like um, aren't like thirty something of Jack's top twos in majors too? Yeah, and Jack. That's is, absurd. <laughs> yeah, that Jack was stupid good in majors. I mean, he could have easily won thirty. Oh it's yeah, ridiculous. And like that would even be be converting on like just over a third of your second place finishes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he we're saying like oh he'd have to go, you know perfect and his second place finishes to win 80 or 30 majors that's absurd so looking at those two legends of the game right and seeing that there's at least 50 times i would say at least 50 where they have done exactly what people are giving rory a bunch of grief for doing just not closing on a sunday those are two greats who could also compete with their C game. I mean, they were just too good. Right. Almost too good for their own good. Now, here is something. This is the one that really sealed it for me. Tiger Woods. How many times has Tiger lost a lead? I mean, in our heads, we think almost never. That if he's anywhere close, he's going to close the deal. Mm-hmm. Now, he does show that Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer ever to live. But he had 31 T2s, so a lot less than Jack and Arnold, and 19 T3s. So he converted more in 194 top 10s. And that's before his career's done. Right. But, I mean, the it's just simple. The guys who are as good as Rory McIlroy are are going to be near the lead almost every time they step onto a course. And yeah. it's going to look like they're choking. When really, Rory will probably tell you, he didn't putt well enough to win. And sometimes you just don't. I mean, you got to admit in golf, sometimes es- these guys just don't have it. Especially on Sunday. He putted bad. Oh, awful. It I'm was not... bad. Nobody's arguing that Rory putted well this week. He was actually, <laughs> it was bad. He actually lost strokes to the field. He was like minus .33 something over the week. No, he's uh, point three five. No, oh no, that's the whole season. Never mind. But he's yeah, he's fifty third this year in strokes and putting. Mm-hmm. Not good. But he's leading in off the tee and totals total and strokes gained tee degree. So he's hitting it well. He's hitting it well enough yeah. to win. He just needs and that his putter to come around. That's why I and I'm changing my master's pick. I'm picking Rory. I think he gets it done. But but only because he's striking it so well that if that putter even comes half alive on Sunday, he's going to lap people on the field in majors. He should, yeah. And so, but but that's another thing is like if if he keeps doing this, like he gets up by the lead. I mean, we we saw it at Augusta the last few years is like he has a chance on Sunday. I mean, he needs mm-hmm. to play really well to win, but he has, he has enough of a shot that we would expect somebody like Rory McIlroy to go out and shoot 66 and, and win at Augusta or go shoot 65 and win at Augusta. And every time he shows up, he shows up on a Sunday and just seems disinterested. 
Yeah. Or like he's not, he just doesn't, you know, he'll go out and miss a couple greens early on and he's, you know, just making pars or he's, Absolutely. you know, makes a bogey on two or something and then just kind of makes another birdie and pars out type of thing. It's like he doesn't really even give himself a chance like we all know that he can. And it's kind of like the problem he used to have in second rounds. You remember when he averaged like 74 in second rounds? Yeah, some, he was something stupid. He was barely making cuts after great Thursday rounds. Right. And I just think that enough of these happen. I mean, no one feels it more than Rory does. He knows exactly how many tournaments in a row he's been in the final group and not closed the deal. Right. But I think right now he wants to win too much. He wants to win more than he wants to beat everybody else. And those are two different things. Right. Once he lets himself free wheel... Because when you don't care where you finish if it's not first, then you're playing like Molinari did. Then you're just going out to stomp on people's throat. You're not playing to not lose a lead. You're not playing to not make a bogey. You're playing to show everybody that you're the best golfer there and you know you are. And I think enough of these happen and Rory's just going to get pissed off enough that we're going to see it. And I think it's going to be the Masters this year. I really hope so. I really, really hope so. I mean, and his we've talked about it before on, on the pod. Uh, his game is just tailor-made for Augusta. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the way he hits it, uh, a little Beautiful. bit right to left, uh, yes. high. It's just his game sets up so well for there. The only thing is his his putting is, is not really set up for there. No. But... If he catches a good week on the greens with how he hits it, and especially how he's hitting it right now, you know, not many pe- not many guys in the world drive it better than Rory. You no, know, none at all. And and, and you got to drive it well around Augusta. So. And I think you're going to see some gorgeous ball trails, because nobody oh. draws the ball as well as Rory <laughs> McIlroy. No one. It's a perfect like, baby draw. Adam Scott might be a close second. Adam Scott's ball just tips to the left. Yeah. It doesn't even it's not even a draw. Mm-hmm. It just tips. <laughs> oh, and it's I mean, so you saw <laughs> You saw next week or last year Patrick Reed get around and he plays a rope hook. I mean, I wouldn't even call what he plays a draw. If you were watching him this week, he got the snap hooks on Friday. <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't play a hook. draw. Yeah, he plays a slam power hook. And look how well that got him around Augusta. Bubba plays a huge power cut. Bubba from the left side, same shape. So if you get a draw as controlled as Rory McIlroy's is, and as powerful as it is, I mean, he's going to be hitting wedges in when other guys have 7 and 6. Yeah, it it definitely, um, especially when he drives it to his full potential, gives him the opportunity to attack those pins, because it, they really set up a, you know a, a lot of holes at Augusta for birdies. And I, you know, I think he can, if he if he plays well, he could shoot something, you know, sixteen, seventeen under there, no problem. 
Mm-hmm. And I think my real, I'll really be sure that he's going to be there Sunday at Augusta based on how he plays next week in the players. I think that will be a really good showing of if this is for real, he's on an incredible streak that's just starting up. Because to play well there, you have to have every part of your game. I mean, not one single bit can be off. And it's not somewhere that necessarily sets up perfect for Rory. I would never say a course doesn't set up well for Rory McIlroy. I think he's hitting the ball the best in the world now and has been the whole month. But I would love to see him overcome every the whole the strongest field in golf next week in the Players Championship. Oh, that's a good segue right there. Yeah, boom. You see so that? you're We're picking you're you're picking Rory for Augusta and the Players Championship. I'm not picking him. I'm saying based on watch his, out. Based on his play next week. Yeah, a little bit of a watch out. If Rory is in the top ten next week. I'm all in on him and Augusta. I'll put money on him. I'll put $20 on Rory. Wow. So then you want to go ahead and talk about who we like next week? Since yeah. We're talking let's, about it? let's go into the players' preview. All right. I, um... I, really, you give us... Talk about the course a bit. Okay, the course is awesome. Uh, Sawgrass, Pete Dye's... Uh, so good. Masterpiece. So good. It is just the perfect example of a big, tough, professional golf course that will kick your ass if you're not careful. And that's the best part about it. Well, is, anyone you know, could miss the cut this week. Anyone. Oh, 